Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to producer Configure. Configure recently released an album titled The Year After. The album features Configure's production in addition to the production of Australian producer DJ Views. An all-star list of MCs blessed the beats on the year after, including Raz Kaz, King Crooked, Planet Asia, Craig G, and Chino XL, to name a few. In this episode, Configure talks about the impact that COVID-19 had on his career, the method he uses for record digging, how he linked up with DJ Views, and their new album, The Year After. Why did you title the new album The Year After? Um, basically, that just goes back to the pandemic and the year that we had in 2020. And effectively, it was some kind of post-apocalyptic, like kind of like world that... Because that, we started working on this album six months ago when we decided on the title. So we just thought it would be a play on, you know, the, 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 vi- the virus and how society's kind of been dismantled by it. And yeah, basically the year after. The year after what came before which we all know about the SHIT yeah. show. I don't know if I can cuss, but the Man. SHIT show that we had. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, bro. Oh, the shit bro. show. <laughs> the shit show. Absolutely. How did the pandemic affect your lifestyle? Man, um, greatly. I mean, because I've been wanting to go back to, because we, me and you talked just before the, sh- the show started that I'm not actually from where i live now and so i've been wanting to go back home for like two years <laughs> well it, it, it'll be two years in the summer so i'm just about getting to a place where i could actually now get a flight go back to where i come from and yeah like without because restrictions here lasted for a long time and in, in fact we're still partially restricted it's like it's i think it's the end of this month or the 17th where we can actually start going inside people's houses like it's taken this long yeah I'm, i mean it's it's for the greater good though you know it it is for the greater good there's no doubt about that but yeah we were like we had obviously like everybody else we had lockdowns from march right through to last july then i was going to go up in july but well actually i was going to go i was going to go back home in like february and then the 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 airline that was going to february 2020 the airline that i was going to go up on got they actually folded then i rebooked with british airways who everybody knows is you know trustworthy then they canceled my flight. And so then we, we were locked down all through to the summer. Then I tried to rebook uh, in the summer period. That didn't happen. Then we got locked down again for a partial lockdown from like October to, I think it was um, November. And then we had Christmas, a bit of reprieve. And then we were on full-scale lockdown from January through to, um, I think it was March. And then we've been on partial lockdown ever since. So it's been crazy. There hasn't been much opportunity to like get away, to, uh, even going abroad. That that hasn't been a thing. Nobody's been abroad for like a year, over a year. Not really. I haven't been anywhere, man. I think I took a. I went to Vegas in the summer of 2019, maybe. And yeah, I went to Amsterdam October 19. That's the last time I went. God, away, it's away, been away. almost yeah. two years, man. It's been brutal brutal right yeah it'd be nice to get away but it's not worth risking my life i mean i'm vaccinated (laughs) but i just got my appointment 
Okay, good. Yeah, good. literally. It's still like you can still catch it, and I don't want to be sick. So it's exactly, man. It's 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 totally not worth it, man. It's not it's not a risk that I really want to take. Like I'm not that desperate to go abroad because th- there's various fluctuations of it. Um, in Europe, like Europe had a third wave. Like Europe have been really impacted again, like recently. Like Germany was in lockdown recently. France, I don't know if they still are. They might be. Italy, all that kind of stuff, and then obviously now it's starting to really impact like Asia again. India had record numbers, like even like last week or week before. So yeah, the world's still crazy with this with this shit. Like, I'd, I'd rather just lay back in the cut and just see how it all unfolds rather than put myself on the front line. You know? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, this is it's not worth you know losing your life or being not at all, man. Sick for however long. We just don't know because vaccination is one thing, but these new variants that start all the time, which could, you know, supersede the vaccination, like they can't account for every different variant that's going. Like they have to update your vaccination, which is, yeah, man. That's a word. It's a lot. It's a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, man. How did you link up with DJ Views and why did you decide to highlight his production on this album? DJ Views hit me up. Um, it would have been around about October. And he just wanted, he, he hadn't put out anything. Uh, he still, he, he's, he's a long time DJ, but he's never released a production project before or anything like a, a project full stop, period. Um, so yeah, hit me up, um, like what I was doing. Asked if I could actually make a beat for him for a project that he was trying to put together. Uh, I did the beat, which was, it became slipping on this album. Um, yeah, and then he basically said, let's do an EP. So, you know, I was down. I was down. We did some business. I was down to do the EP. And then that EP, as Views got more into wanting, like, you know, I guess wanting to do more, that became an LP. And what would have been four to six tracks became 12. So it took a lot longer to put together because I do, you know, the majority, well, I do fundamentally most of the mixing and all of the mastering. So it's all the back end stuff that um, takes the time. The album is cohesive, yes. But you can definitely tell the difference in his production and in yours. In yours, yeah, absolutely, man. How challenging was it to make it all fit? Well, fundamentally, we're both boom bap. Like you know, it's the hard drums, and irrespective of like DJ views, is more of a um, his style is more where he doesn't sample heavy like me. I, I rely more on I dig in the crates, dusty crates. He's got more of a sort of electronic sort of vibe to it, where it's electronic sort of sounds as opposed to straight samples and stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I think it highlighted both producers really well. Um, I've, everybody already knows me. Uh, I think it was a great introduction to DJ Views to show him what he can do. And obviously the guest stars didn't help a bit. Sorry, didn't didn't hurt a bit. <laughs> Rather, yeah. they helped. They didn't hurt a bit. Should I, I, say? I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely helped. Yes. Yeah. Did did um, DJ Views have a track on the album that you wished you created? It is big business, profitable business for the mercenary persons who produce it. Don't mean to be blunt, but don't front. We be the infamous. What I do it for the hood? 
tracks um was the one that i thought oh i wish that was mine well to be cut because we've got such differing uh production styles i just think that's just dj views he's just doing what he does and that's me over there doing what i do so like that's why i guess i did that remix for uh mic domination because i wanted everybody to see what views is bringing to the table i you know took terminology acapella i flipped it um put some different guys in there because actually the guys that run the first version, like guys signed to my record label, like uh Fro Magnum, Dear Donny Boy, Mike Audio, they're all signed by they're all signed to my record label. So I thought I can't be doing it with my guys yet again. So that's why I got other guys that I know, Del P, Smoke, well, used to be known as Smoke Generator, now Smoke Jesus, and um and um uh, and Ken Masters, who comes from Newcastle, where I come from. So yeah, man, I had to highlight some different MCs and just take flip it on his head. So I hope that, that would show everybody um the different styles and also i did i did do a remix for um the rusty drugs track um topic of discussion that was a single only release so yeah i, I just yeah it's basically things that views does this thing i do my thing over there and yeah we're in our own lanes word the song i want you to make it has an unusual combination of crooked eye and speech from arrested development um why did you decide to put those two guys together on the track Difficult to get it in hip hop, so you side hustle, bag it in a ziplock, cause you're too lyrical to go viral on TikTok. Under the radar, every time your shit drop, cause they listening to kids bopping, you like, oh, nah, dawg. Y'all really think that shit's hot? How many spitters the top 10 got pin drop? Yeah, silence of the lamb is too many sheep. Why you reaching for your dreams? It's too many sleep, but you in the deep, so you gotta keep going through the pain and the failure, you gotta keep growing. Oh, God. Let me tell you what this shit is about. This rap biz is a math quiz, figure it out. Bigger the problem you solve, the bigger your house, bigger the checks and six figure amounts hit your accounts. Word. If music is your real occupation, this ain't a rap, homie. This is a consultation, a business conversation about your operation. I see the spot you're chasing like Rock Nation. What if you never meet Jay? You never meet him. What if you never meet Dre? What if you never meet them? You better be ready and never overweight to take chances. Then your chances can never be slim. I want you to make it. I don't know what you've been through. Who can ever know your truth? I want you to make it. That's all I'm saying to you. That's all I'm saying to you. All I'm saying to you, that's all I'm saying to you, you, you. 
groups of hot beats, rock bars and knock superstars off charts and whatnot. Go into any spot, you get a slot, grab the mic, the lyrics you recite, Ooh, mic drop. But what's not your best plot is the rocks you cop out on the streets. Brother, I know it's all a disease. And on one side, it helps you to escape. On the other side, it helps people relate to your struggle. On the third side, turning your insides into bubble. Fourth side of the square is rarely mentioned. Death and despair are at least barely inching. What's out there and what's weird and unfair is the game loves a story. The more glory, the more glory. Everything you're not makes you everything you are as a black star. But most if not the one from Marcus Garr. V for victory. You want to make it, I want you to, too. But I shout out my 22. No grim reaper to take the sacred things you make and create and turn it all into a gone too soon. Arrest and pace. You're not a hashtag, dog. You a father, not a dog tag. No, not a martyr. You're a king. You're a fire starter. Look into them eyes of your daughter. Be inspired to take up a child like your order. Come on, come on. I don't know what you've been through. Nah. Who could ever know your truth? Nah, I want you to make it. That's all I'm saying to you. That's all I'm saying to you. And we're here. Because nobody else had done it. <laughs> nobody else had done it. And the fact that I know speech is like in a renaissance period of his career where speech, because I work with speech very closely, as people know. And he, some of the bars that he brings, I'm like, bro, like you are not spitting like this 25 years ago. And he, he, he admits that he's better now than he was. Mo- it, it usually goes the other way. But for some reason, speech is getting better. And maybe that's just the way things should be. Because if you arguably do something more, you should really get better at it. You would think, but a lot of MCs seem to pick in, a, pick in their 20s. And then they're sort of not as good as as time goes on. But speech is definitely, he's better. His, his flow sharper. His lyrics are better. And actually... There was a, a live stream on Instagram the other day, and somebody was like, "Yo, is that speech? Like, speech is spitting." I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> he's definitely spitting." So I think I, I I comfortably put speech on that track, knowing that I didn't think Crooked Eye would outrhyme him, like which people would think pre- would be preposterous, you know, because speech is not known as like the definitive lyricist. But man, he did that track in three hours, bro. I sent the track to him. He banged out the verses. He banged out the hook. Three hours back to me, man. Wow. Done and dusted. Yeah. He surprised it, himself. I was like, that's next level, bro. He seems to be in his own. He's in his own. That's what I mean. Like, he cannot get enough. Like, I cannot get the beats to him quick enough before he's banging out hits. Like, so he's he's definitely in, his, in a renaissance period. Yeah. No doubt. Definitely. The song Funeral March features Chino XL and... Funeral March is a fitting title because it has an eerie sound to it. That's right. Um, I assume that the vocal parts are samples, but are the other sounds in the song like the organ sample or are they played by you?
Those are crowbars. Demons are encoded and quoted in my solar charts. These no friend of ours that tried to push me inside of a wooden box. Thus, sending me to heaven with angels and golden harps. Before that, that happened, I rapidly bust back like Rosa Parks. Ransom blood in my veins, inherited from twisted parents. Your team's names will be listed in order of the disappearance. You still study here to save you all for your rhyme scheme. The tip of my pen glowing like luminol in the crime scene. When I write, it's like Leonidas, Midas, and Johnny Unitas. Plagiarizes at the pen of my pen. They got a tendency to be given tendonitis. Illus author and writer, Midas. The arthritis, my violence won't be part of like Little Wayne indictments. I'll drive a Bronco through your bronchitis. The fuck out of here. If he dies, he dies. They're all different samples. I'm not going to sit there at, at a Saturday and organ and play that. They're all they're all from some different different variations from some disparate um, Christian record that I found. And actually, well, when they're like, you know, he's dying, looking and pray, it's uh, talking about Jesus. <laughs> so it's like flipped it on its head completely. And um, yeah, Chino loved that beat. He was like, whoa, I absolutely love this beat. He's like vibing to it in the car and everything. And like when I got the verses, I was like. Bro, <laughs> you are a problem as if we didn't already know. Yeah, he yeah he's another guy. He takes time on his craft. Yeah, he is. He takes time. It's different to speech because speech will bang it out in hours. Chino, you know, will take a long time, but he comes up with the goods. Well, he's very he complicated. It. it makes sense. Oh, wow. The rhymes. Rhyme yeah, structures yeah. Crazy, insane. Bro. And it's been, what, 25 years? He's still. Yeah, yeah, he's Stop still. Better now, I would say again, like like speech. Chino is better now than he was in his debut. Here to save you all, I think he's better now. He wasn't spit like that in '96. I don't think. Nah, Not it's, like it's definitely more layers to it. Um, it's like it was like more a layers. lot of punchlines. I mean, he still has got still he still has the punchlines, but you know, it's a different uh, different level for sure. It- the thing is, the thing is, like everything Chino used to do back in like '96 mm-hmm. was a simile, like or a metaphor. But now it, it's sometimes that, but largely, it, he's exploring other lanes. Wordplay, his flow is sharper. It's not just reliance on metaphors and similes, like you know. So that's how he got in that problem with Tupac because he made a simile out of a metaphor out of Tupac. You know, that's why he got mentioned and hit him up. So yeah, he used to, that was he was that was his reliance. But now. He's not relying on that man. He's outgrown. Yeah, him. I mean, I believe it was something about Tupac being raped in jail. Uh- <laughs> I didn't want to specify exactly what it was, but yes, he did say you're gonna get fucked like Tupac did in jail. That was the exact a lot answer, of the yes. Tupac um, 
a lot of his anger toward the end of his life, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't get going at De La Soul or Jay-Z or the Fugees, but I kind of got going at Chino XL. <laughs> <laughs> he was directly the, 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 yeah I do as well the thing with the Fugees I, I remember seeing MTV you MTV raps and it was literally that they introduced um they were they were they were on introducing you know that when they got rid of Ed um and they got rid of uh, Dre they replaced them with like guest producers sorry guest presenters and uh, I remember the Fugees were like yo West Side big up Tupac and West Side but East Side is the best side that's all they said literally. That's all they said. And I think with Dela, it was like stakes is high when they were talking about people, you know, like fronting and stuff, like wearing like, you know, Versace and stuff. And so obviously Tupac applied that to himself. So he, he was applying things to himself with certain yeah. people. And the, um, uh, right. Chino, Chino was direct. Like the, the biggie. It was very The biggie direct. situation, who knows? That's a lot of, to go into, but Chino called him out. All of Les. I didn't get the mob deep thing either. Yeah. They just did a song, but you know, he was riding real hard for the West Coast at the time. They they just mentioned Thug Life. That was it. They were like Thug Life till we die. And it was like basically I think he felt affronted that they'd mentioned Thug Life and that they were aligned with Nas and Nas was I can't remember what the Nas beef was No, from. it was he they used the same it? sample. Um Yeah, that, that was well. uh All Eyes on Me. But they definitely mentioned Thug Life. All yeah. Eyes on Me and Street Dreams is the same sample. Um, same sample. But what was the issue with um, God, Mob Deep? It was CNN he was really talking about because they did the uh, LA, LA. Yeah. LA, LA. Yes, Tragedy Gaddafi and at CNN. Yeah, there was that. I don't think he even addressed that. He just went after Mob Deep. He thought it was a Mob Deep record. I think that's what it was because Prodigy was on there, right? Yeah. I think he did do a verse. Yeah, he did do a verse. There was something else that was, yeah, there, there was there was definitely something about the mention, uh, they, did mention, they did mention Thug Life, Thug Life Till I Die. I remember mentioning that in an interview, which he felt affronted by, but there was various different levels. And Jay Z was purely because he was affiliated with Biggie. Right. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it's just sad. I hate to like bring up all that negative stuff, but it's like, man, that, that shit. And I love Tupac, but yeah, he was angry. He's a young man. He's only 25. 25. People forget that. Yeah. He wasn't like 45. You know what I mean? He would have, he would have morphed into something. He would have morphed into a politician or, or at least a civil rights leader. Like he would have, this would not have been it. I'm not sure about that. I know a lot of people say that, but he had a criminal record. I, <laughs> I don't think you could. He did. <laughs> rightly or wrongly because like a lot of people say that he wasn't doing anything that you know he should not have been doing but that's besides the point yes he did have a like tyson a conviction so yeah you can't really yeah. run for office if you've been arrested in prison for rape that's, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was going to happen but he still would have had a pivotal role in um hip-hop you know it, it, i think it got lessened to to, to like like touching up or sodomy or something like that. It wasn't directly rape at the right. end because I think the charges got dropped more. But yeah, bad anyway for 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 elected election to a political office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Going back, man, you you mentioned uh, for funeral march, you you sampled some Christian records. Um, right. When you dig, what's your uh, what's your plan? What do you, how do you go into 
uh, seeking out records when you go shopping? Bro, like, I don't have any set. Because I, I used to dig for soul. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to go for soul because that's a safe the same thing but so many producers sample from soul so like you know and then what used to get them used to bug me is that if you have something out and people were like oh yeah i recognize that sample from such and such and i'll be like oh man like no produ- like no real sample heavy producer wants to have the same kind of to have a recognizable sample that somebody else has already flipped so like you go deeper and deeper and deeper and like the one with i want you to make it is actually sampled from a japanese record talking about a panda Mm. this is what i mean this is so disparate you know like in like the christian record which was like pretty much a spoken word record about talking about the, the 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 um crucifixion of jesus christ so yeah like to me i don't have any set agenda as long as I can st- at least sense something from it. Um, sometimes, often you can't hear these things before you buy it. You just got to look at the cover and think, okay, either a hit or a miss. I don't know until I get back. And then you, you cop it and then you bring it back. And then there might be 15 seconds worth it. Or there might be a drum. There might be a, a snare you might use or whatever, man. But like often things get cast aside and, and they're no good. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, it, I guess it's an informed choice, but... Yeah, man. I, I I just keep an open mind. That's what I try to do. Yeah. I dabble in producing. Like, it's not something yeah. I um, have ever fully devoted real time to, which you have to, to be good at it. That's right. That's right. Do you rhyme? Excuse me? Do you rhyme? Not at all. No, I, oh, dab- I, j- I just dabble in producing, man. Uh, my, right, my goal right. is to produce an album. Um, but I... I had two beats that I made that in that um, beat miners flipped the same sample Uh, and phonics flipped the same sample. And it was kind of heartbreaking. Like, man, (laughs) this is what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, exactly. When you go on who is sampled, you know, the the, the website who sampled. Yeah. then that you think, oh, nobody's touched this. And then you'll see, oh, Large Pro sampled it in 94. <laughs> and you know some of these nerds will be telling you that exact same thing. You know what I mean? So, Well, I try to look at the positive in, in things. So it made me feel like I'm, I'm going in the right direction. Like if, if yes. Phonics and Beat Miners caught the same no, thing, exactly. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. But also, sure damn, I, I wish I had gotten it out there before that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man i wish i was like 10 years older because i would have been releasing all this stuff before everybody else and you know all those like even soul records if i'd been around you know the late 80s early 90s like it was a free-for-all and like yeah would have been would have created classics during the golden era that then people would have said oh by the way configure already sampled that configure did that already <laughs> yeah. Head start. yeah yeah it's uh hey it is what it is man it is what it is um, man so what is your production workstation consist of right now? Man, MPC, X. Um, I still, hey man, I still use, I, I, when it comes to just um, the, 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 digital, the digital workstations, I still use some of the same things I've been using for 20 years, bro. Like, I've been, like, just like, um, who else uses it? Apollo Brown. He still messes with Cool Edit. I still mm. mess with Cool Edit sometimes, man. Okay. Like that's that goes back to two thousand. So yeah. That twenty years, bro. So yeah, I, I like. I, but yeah, the MPCX is just a beast, bro. It's a beast. 
That is, okay. the, that is the main thing, you know, that's the main central thing. And then I've got some old programs that I've used for years, like, you know, on the digital workstations. So, um, yeah, I, I, I sometimes I vary it up between um, purely on, on the IPC or actually just dabbling on doing it on the PC. And, yeah, man, some pe- people largely can't tell the difference. No, no, it's, I mean, it's you impossible. It, you don't, man. Like, I can, like, like look, look, Apollo Brown is arguably one of the best producers out right now. And that dude literally uses Cool Edit for everything he does. Just yeah, like, just he told like, me like, that. Yeah. Words, straight up, straight up. Like, like, I saw him. Like, I, I watched him on, um, what was that thing when the producers used to go at each other and they were like, they, they were blindfolded? Rhythm roulette. Rhythm roulette. He literally just used Cool Edit for the whole thing. Yeah. And he has a like super old computer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like twenty year old program, like you know, and making crazy beats, just like um, um, Ninth Wonder, who I think moved on to Machine later on, like recently moved on to Machine. But the fact is, he was using Fruity Loops for the longest, man. In fact, you want you want a Grammy producing for Destiny's Child using Fruity Loops. Yeah, like literally. So, hey, shows you, man. Yeah, it doesn't. The workstation doesn't really matter. It's it's about what you do with it. Yeah, it's the creativity. I've learned that because when I first started, I got the uh, 2000 XL MPC 2000 XL. Oh, yes. I still have one of them and I still use it. I mean, it's 20 years old now. I still use it. But I started dabbling with, you know, FL Studio and Ableton. That's what I mean. But that's yeah, no doubt. It's it's. I, you have to find what works for you. Absolutely. And the MPC works best for me. Um, a lot but of people th- would say the same thing. Yeah. I love the MPC, but I, I, because, because I was using like these other programs for a long time as well, I find I, I can flip between the two, to be quite honest with you. Um, but some people, yeah, do prefer just the MPC. Although I see a lot of people putting out videos and they're trash on the mpc so i don't know <laughs> it depends on the quality of the output man <laughs> yeah exactly exactly Got and the flashiest studio and sound wor- and sound the worst man yeah it's well it's, it's about the effort and again it's like it's one of those things i've never really put a lot of effort into so i'm trying to get into a place where it's it's all that i do no so doubt. i can put something out and then just walk off into the sunset that's my dream i just want to drop an album there's no doubt <laughs> to this day and age, in this day and age, there's no doubt that you could you could drop an album bro like that, that's not even that used to be when i first started out that used to be seen as like a real like difficult thing because I, I, I released my first album in 2000 a lot mm-hmm. of people think that i might have only been around 10 years because i think my spotify discography for my name goes back to uh, 2010 however i had a group before that and i was a member of the group we released something like 2006 which went really well um, and then before that i was an mc releasing stuff through a record label in la and releasing stuff through them and that was like 2000 2002 right up to 2003 so yeah man i've been around for a long time hmm. yeah but yeah it used to be hard to release albums then because we used to have to go through cd distributors so we used to get the stuff in sam goody in Tower Records, all that kind of stuff. HMV over here, in Virgin over here, and all that kind of stuff. And digital was a was a distant dream. If I started using CD Baby in 2000, I've been using those guys for 22 years nearly, and like they were around even then. 
And um, yeah, but that used to take physical only. Digital didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that's go back. I go back forever, actually. But it used to be hard. Now it isn't so hard to release an album. It's a. It's definitely a new world. It's definitely the internet, digital streaming. It's changed everything. Everything. It's flipped on its head. I mean, some for the best. Double edged sword, I think, because sometimes you you might say accessibility is good. Like anyone can, but then again, because anyone can do it, there's a you get saturated with a lot of terrible music. Like a lot of terrible music. Everyone thinks they can do it, and they actually can't. Yeah, that's the thing is. I don't want to embarrass myself, so I'm not put. I'm not putting anything out that's not official. I've sent beats to a lot of rappers, and it's it's kind of hit or miss. <laughs> it's like yeah, a lot of them are like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling this." So I'm like, "Okay, back to the drawing board. I got to get better." Are you sending it to known guys, or are you sending it to more underground? No, and then people that I like, I interview a lot of people. Yeah, man. and. The people that I've uh, built relationships with, um, I've I've sent beats to a couple of them. Yeah, um, and I also have friends who are artists, you know, who nobody you know have heard in a while or never heard before, mm-hmm. and um, that's primarily who I'm trying to work with. Right, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. But yeah, man, yeah I, I mean, but but seriously, like, just because artists may say yes, I mean, but every artist is different, man. They look for different things. They've got different concepts in their head, and like a lot of people, let me, I'll tell you this for nothing. That funeral march beat, I sent it to a raft of different MCs before Chino picked it, and a lot of people were scared to touch that beat. It must have went through five different MCs, literally. Who uh, thought, oh yeah, yeah, and they, and then they didn't touch it. So when it came to Chino, he was like, right, I want it, <laughs> and that he ripped it. But yeah, it went through several different people before I got to him. Yeah. That's interesting because I've wondered about that. How frustrating is it to send beats and not get a response? Um, that obviously just, it depends on what height of artist you're going to. So that generally happens when you get to the so-called uh, OG legends or like higher end um, top, top tier, what you would consider underground dudes. Um, obviously dudes who are desperate to work with me, that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, like if, if I was sending a beat to, I don't know, man, whoever like R.A. Rugged Man, and I don't hear anything back, I'm like, man, that sucks. Because I know he would have killed that mm-hmm. beat. Yeah, in, in fact, I, did, I ended that remix competition and I've never used... Um, who was it through? Uh, Beat Stars. I've never used Beat Stars before because I don't generally like the licensing thing doesn't sit well with my um, like ethics. Sometimes I'm like, do I really want to sell my art to like everybody? Like have fifty people on the same beat? I'm not so sure. But so I've been toying with that idea. But anyway, I used Beat Stars. I entered the competition. I remixed this track. I think I like made it at least as good as the original. Somebody else won it, and then that was it. <laughs> and I was like, my, my beat is absolutely sicker than the guy who won it, that's for sure. But yeah, so, but but that's besides the point. But sending it to people, I'm not hearing anything about man. It's like, yeah, it's a bit of, it feels like a bit of a kick in the nuts. And, you know, your pride takes a little bit of a hit. And then there's always some other opportunity that comes through. You, then ultimately you have to think, they're lost. Yeah. Even, like, even, top sure. tier dude, even top tier dudes, bro. Even the likes of like Primo and Large Pro, I know for a fact they will send beats to people and be people passing them. Like, 
you know, it's sort of if, if Primo sent some beast of Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes might be like, Prem, I'm not feeling any of these. Because he's like, you know, he's yeah. got the leverage to say that kind of thing. Yeah, so it happens to everybody. I met Primo in Dallas 10, 11 years ago. I interviewed him in Dallas, and he oh. told me about the Kanye um, album. Well, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It was 10 months before it came out. Yes. He's like, yeah, um, they tried to get me to go to Hawaii, but I just sent him some stuff. He's like, it's going to be amazing. And I'm like, really? I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't hear Primo and Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it never happened, that was, and that yeah. stuff ended up on the Bumpy Knuckles album. <laughs> yeah, man. Primo's so, always gonna reuse. He's always gonna reuse his beats, man. Yeah, but it's Somebody like, yeah. I don't know. I I know Kanye is Kanye, but how do you pass on Primo beats? This is what I'm saying. So even yeah. Primo, like I know he sent beats to Nas, and Nas has passed on them for a fact. I know, obviously, uh, Kanye has passed on them. There'll be other people that's passed on. And this is Preem, legend. So, like, if it happens to him, man, it's going to happen. It can happen to everybody else, bro. Right, right. Now, as a former MC, do you offer suggestions on how to improve rhymes or song structure when they're sent back to you? Depending on who it is, because someone like Chino XL, no, because <laughs> he doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it's someone who's more on the come up and someone who I think has got a lot of talent, who often ask me for my opinion anyway, then yes, I will be like, for example, and she won't mind me mentioning her, Mix Lee. For example, I was mm-hmm. constantly saying, you know, you know, try and shorten this or you don't get that you know, line or whatever. Just, you know, work because I've, I've, I've uh, rocked with Mix Lee since the very start. So yeah, she had a lot of training wheels and she's, you know, became her own MC now. But yeah, for, for, for a while I was offering suggestions on how to how she could structure and reform her, her rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she's very humble and very, very. I, I we keep calling her she. She doesn't go by oh, she. So, oh. They. they sorry, Mix. Sorry, Mix Lee. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, that's Mix. my bad man. I've <clears throat> force of habit. I'm sorry. Yes, they I know. They. I know. Yeah, they 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 understand where they are in the game they do and and where they need to go you know no doubt um so that doesn't really surprise me yeah that's but dope ha- oh God, sorry 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 they are happy <laughs> to learn i need to get out of this 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 linear mind frame of you know he she but yeah there's it's hard happy. it's very very hard because it's like you know for me like 40 year 41 years of of doing that but yeah they are very very happy to to learn humble and she can't i think she, oh god sorry, you have to add that one out it's okay <laughs> it's okay across, <laughs> well in the interview that's all i can say <laughs> well, i appreciate that Jeez, i'm sorry um, yeah it's okay so who, who spit your favorite verse on the year after i would say it's a toss-up between chino and um chino's up there for sure i, I think speech came through and shocked a lot of people um, there's, there's people in the conversation Donnie Boy from our label he had sick verse um, particularly on Galactic Rap um, he was the last verse um, Speech um, Crooked Eye and, 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 and uh, Chino man I think they all absolutely killed it yeah no doubt alright man last question what's next up for Configure wow um, next up will be the next Arrested Development album. Oh. Yes. And it's a hot one. Okay. The last one, the last one was hot. 
and we think we should be up for Grammy nominations because we're still eligible because cutoff is 31st of August and we released it on 25th of September. So, you know, but we may have another one in consideration already um, by that time. So, yeah, man, we're working on it. I'm mixing it down as we speak. Dope. Dope. All right. Configure. Thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast. Thank you for having me, bro. Been a pleasure. Peace. Peace out, bro. The real hip-hop MCing and DJing from your own mind, you know? I guess right now we should start the show.